Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Welcome, everyone. Paul Marquis here from Ortho Eval Pal. And on episode 91, today we're going to be talking about the Tenel sign. We're going to talk about how to perform this test, where it should be performed, and you know what a positive test means. Uh, it, you know, this is a great way to help identify certain peripheral nerve injuries. And uh, you know, I, I like using this test. I use it a lot. We're going to talk a little bit about how to do the test at the wrist, the elbow, the ankle, the lateral leg, and over the dorsum of the foot. Uh, but before we get uh, into uh, the Tenel's uh, sign and Tenel's test today, we are going to uh, just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, I just want to say that uh, thank you so much for all of you who have been watching and listening and uh, going to our YouTube channel, making tons of comments there uh, in regards to our most recent videos. Uh, we're trying to uh, make these uh, a little more functional and um, and using some real patients with real diagnoses. So we have tons of content coming up. Thank you for all the comments and the uh, the positive um, you know comments that you're doing with that. So that I really appreciate that. Um, so where does the Tenel sign come from? Well, it was named after the French neurologist Jules Tenel. And um, like I said, this is a test that I use a lot. Uh, but one thing that you need to remember is that you should never use this test alone. You should do a lot of other diagnostic evaluation with the patient, manual muscle testing, reflex testing, um, selective tissue tension testing also, and not just go by you know uh, positive tunnels at the wrist or at the cubital tunnel and uh, make your diagnosis on that alone. So make sure that um, you, uh, you, know, you really use all of your skills when you're evaluating that patient. So what is the Tenel sign, okay, or Tenel's test? People call them both. Um, I like to call it Tenel sign. It's the sensation of a tingling or pins and needles type feeling at a nerve when it is being percussed or when you're tapping on it, okay? So like the median nerve at the wrist, for example, you put a little tap on that uh, and you get this little tingling or pins and needles type sensation. Um, it's usually a sign of some sort of nerve compression or nerve lesion at that area. And, um, you know, 
What we'll do next is talk a little bit about the different areas that you can um, do the Tenel sign at. And um, I'll just throw out the names of all of these, but then we'll get a little more specific about how to do the test at the certain area and what it means. So the six different uh, areas we're going to be talking about today will be the carpal tunnel, the cubital tunnel at the medial side of the elbow, the tarsal tunnel of the ankle, Guyon's canal at the wrist, and we'll be talking about the common peroneal nerve near the neck of uh, and head of the uh, proximal fibula, and we'll also be talking about the deep peroneal nerve and doing a Tenel's at that area. So how do you perform the Tenel's test? Well, first thing you need to remember is that you should always test on both sides, so not just the um, affected side or the side where you have paresthesias or pain, but you should really do both sides like you should with most of your tests. Be consistent with how you tap the nerve, all right? Don't be too hard because you can get paresthesias and you can get discomfort um, with a real hard tap, even on a nerve that has not been irritated or injured. Um, so make sure that your tap is consistent and it's that of a moderate uh, amount of uh, percussion, okay? Tap along the nerve, not along the other surrounding soft tissues. Um, and if you're not comfortable using your finger to tap, then you probably could use like the arrowhead side of a reflex hammer um, to do a little tap on that area. And again, the um, consistency, making sure that you're um, tapping on the nerve will be very important uh, as far as your diagnostic uh, skills go. So let's start off with the carpal tunnel. What I like to do is have the patient supinate the hand. I like to tap the median nerve basically from the watch band area all the way up to the crease um, between the thenar and the hypothenar eminence. Now people will feel like a quote-unquote electrical shock-like feeling or a little tingling in the area. Some people say it's kind of like your hand is falling asleep and then kind of waking back up. Um, some people will feel this um, just in the thumb some people will feel it in the thumb, index, and middle fingers, uh, and some people just in the um, palm area, and that's not uncommon, okay? But I would match this up with a Phelan's test. I would also rule out thoracic outlet syndrome, and I also clear the cervical spine every time I see somebody with a, um, an upper or lower extremity issue. So I do a lot of cervical spine clearing and uh, reflex testing. One thing I recommend, though, is when you do a Tenel's test, because people are always asking, well, why are you doing this test? Um, I always make sure that I kind of do the test. I tell the patient, you know, you may feel a little uh, different sensation here. Let me know what you feel. I don't feed into that they should feel a tingling sensation or like an electrical sensation because the power of suggestion is super, super strong. And if they really look into it, they may feel like, oh yeah, you know what? I feel a little tingling in there. Um, so don't really tell them what they're supposed to feel. Just say, you might feel something different. Let me know what that is or where you feel it. Okay, that can be very diagnostic. So it's not if you tap the carpal tunnel and somebody says, you know what? They get tingling in their elbow or they get tingling in their uh, pinky. That's kind of uh, not what we're looking for. So uh, you can get a lot of information that way. The next area that I do the tunnels on quite often is the cubital tunnel. So the um, medial aspect of the uh, elbow just posterior to the medial epicondyle. Now I do it in the ulnar groove, um, but I also go proximal to that and distal to that. And I'm looking for that sense of paresthesia that runs down the ulnar side of the arm, sometimes into the fourth and to fifth fingers. And uh, that can be a positive sign of a cubital tunnel syndrome. 
room. Sometimes I'll also just take my finger where I tapped and I'll put a little bit of pressure on that nerve and see what happens and oftentimes that will also reproduce the symptoms. The next place I like to do the uh, tenels is at the tarsal tunnel. So I, I do the tapping and percussion just posterior to the medial malleolus and a little plantar to that also. Now, there are several branches that come off of that posterior tibial nerve. So let me just talk about um, the, the different branches and the different sensation they have. So if you're doing the tap and they feel a paresthesia into the big toe, that's more of a compression on the medial plantar nerve. Okay, if you do that percussion in the same area or relatively close to that area and there's paresthesia in the fourth and fifth toes, that's more a lateral plantar nerve. Okay, so you can kind of tease these out a little bit by tapping them and then putting a little pressure on them and see if it reproduces those symptoms. Paresthesia is in the heel while you're um, doing the tapping in that area could be an indicator of a uh, medial calcaneal nerve um, problem. And so... I won't get into a lot of detail about tarsal tunnel syndrome only because our next podcast will focus on that. We'll talk about how to evaluate tarsal tunnel, um, why do people get it, and how you treat it. And so that will be in episode 92, which will be coming up next. Um, so let's talk about uh, the Guyon's Canal um, or Guyon's Canals. Um, you can have an entrapment of the ulnar nerve where it travels between the PZ form and the hook of the hamate. So if you're looking at your palm, um, you stay on the pinky side uh, and you go to the wrist. Um, that is the most common area. You can have a hook of the hamate fracture or PZ form fracture that can cause some irritation to that nerve. Um, there could be a thickening of the ligament that connects the two um, that can also cause some irritation there. This happens, we see these issues um, in this part of the ulnar nerve when people use their hand as a hammer often, you know, to hit something or push something into place. Um, people who do a lot of biking and put pressure there or even people who use crutches a lot um, can develop um, an ulnar nerve compression at the, um, at the Guyon's Canal. So you... Uh, it's important that you differentiate when you do your tapping from the cubital tunnel to the Guyon's canal, and they'll typically have paresthesia into the fifth finger and the medial side of the fourth finger um, when you uh, percuss that uh, Guyon's canal. Let's talk a little bit about the lower extremity here. I know we jumped to the tarsal tunnel a little while ago, but let's talk about the common peroneal nerve. That common peroneal nerve um, will will get affected sometimes when a cast is applied and there is too much pressure to the proximal fibular head. Um, that common peroneal nerve uh, runs right in that area. It controls the lower lateral leg and um, sometimes the dorsal aspect of the foot. So people who take a, you know, a helmet to the side or maybe get a kick to that area, fracture to the proximal fibular head, and uh, you know, anything that causes inflammation or compression there can cause a common peroneal nerve problem. And if you tap that um, hard enough on the normal side, you'll get a little bit of paresthesia down into the leg. But if uh, you, know, you just do a little moderate tap there and you compare both sides, it can be more inflamed and more irritated to that side. That can be somewhat diagnostic and rule out like a, uh, like a lumbar herniated disc um, or uh, other issues that you know, migrate into the leg. 
The, the last place um, that you can also do a Tenel sign-on, uh, well, there are many other places, but I'm just going over the most common areas, would be the deep peroneal nerve. So at the first metatarsal cuneiform joint um, is a branch of that deep peroneal nerve. You give that a tap and people will feel a, a tingling or paresthesia between the first and the second toes. So, um, you know, a... a, a tumor to that area, a growth, swelling, you know, kicking a soccer ball repetitively, maybe uh, laces on shoes that are too tight. Um, you know, there are many different reasons why you can get compression to that nerve. And a little tenels over that that area can help um, differentiate if this is a localized problem to the foot or if this is coming from um, a more proximal area. So, Whew, I know I gave you a lot of information about the tenels. It's um, you know something we use very commonly at the wrist and at the tarsal tunnel. Um, I hope that you utilize the tenels uh, in different areas like we talked about uh, earlier. And I hope this helps with your uh, diagnostic skills and helping to tease out certain um, issues with certain people. So uh, make sure that you stay tuned for our next episode. We'll be talking about tarsal tunnel syndrome, uh, how we get it and uh, how we manage it. If you go down into our show notes today, you'll see I'll have a link there for Tarsal Tunnel, um, a Tarsal Tunnel video on our YouTube channel. We'll uh, also give you a little uh, video on how we perform the tunnels, especially at the carpal tunnel. And I'll also uh, shoot up the video of the scratch collapse test, which can also be a um, helpful diagnostic tool for peripheral nerve injuries. I'll also add our link to our website. Please go to the website, uh, leave any comments, and um, you'll see a heart on the website. Uh, that is our donation uh, button. Uh, feel free to make a donation to OrthoEvalPal. It does take a considerable amount of time and resources to put up podcasts and um, to uh, help keep this uh, this great content um, up for you. So uh, please uh, hit the heart and uh, make a donation. Also, please go to the Apple Podcast and um, Spotify. Leave a rating and review. We'd greatly appreciate it. That also helps to um, you know with our placement uh, on these uh, different platforms. So again, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show and um, all the content. Please feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions or would like um, me to go over any particular topics. Thanks. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.